fault, the fault or the doubt or, you know, because I don't have to look at myself. You know, Brother Sam, I think too, um, as we stated earlier, that there's a growth process. You know, when we think about sanctification, everybody grows at different levels. And and, and the proof of that is, uh, is that I remember back when I was in high school, and I think I've gave this example, you know, a while back. Uh, when I was in high school, uh, and all through school, period. Uh, my teacher would get up there and teach the class, and it would be 30, say maybe 30 students in the class, right? So she would get up there, maybe some math problems. She would get up there and she would show us from start to finish how to get the answer to this math question. And she would work it out on the board. And everybody's sitting there watching her work this question out or, or solve this uh, math question on the board. And then she would turn around and say, okay, did everybody understand that? You know, and, and you would, everybody would say, yes. You say, well, raise your hand if you understood. Well, you might get 10 students to raise their hand because they really got it. She said, okay, well, let me do it again. So she would get up there and, and solve that question again. Then she would ask everybody again, say, okay, did y'all get it that time? Well, this time you might get 25 people to raise their hand. But there's still five that say they didn't get it. But she said, okay, I'm going to do it one more time. So she would work it out. Now, this time she would say, okay, now who all understood it this time? Where well, everybody would raise their hand. But uh, the thing about that is that those other five that say they didn't get it. See, now they raised their hand anyway because they didn't want to look like they was the ones that didn't know it. And they was the only ones that didn't know it. So they would say, yeah, I understood it. So she's thinking the whole class that made it. But then again, she know her class. So what she does, she gives them a pop quiz. Remember a little pop quiz just before the test, the major test? She give you a pop quiz. And if you didn't pass the pop quiz, then she knows everybody didn't get it. And one of the things is, and the reason why I gave that example, is that when she finally gives the real test and everybody say they understood it, she has done that multiple times throughout the probably throughout the month or so or or, or a few weeks before she even gave before she even gave any test. All right, so she's went over questions and uh, and solved them for the students all all the way up until the uh, test time. So why is it if everybody is saying that they got it? Why is it that when they get the test result? Everybody doesn't make a hundred. Because the truth of the matter is everybody doesn't get it. And there are some Christians who are still in classrooms. You got it, it depends on how the school structures the classroom. Mm. Because sometimes you got a classroom with the smart kids, the kids that are smart. And right there at that level to where the lower level of kids. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they set them up smart, mm, kind of yeah. smart, and not so smart. We're going to be politically <laughs> correct. 
But now, right. sometime in the group that you were talking about, you have all three mixed up sometimes. Right. And then there are those that don't learn like other ones do. Mm -hmm. There are those with learning disabilities, and sometimes they have their own classes. Right. But, and something just hit me here, there are Christians, and I'm not going to say they got learning disabilities, but there are Christians that's got things going on with them yeah. that prohibit them from grabbing on to certain things, mm -hmm. if I can say. There are Christians that have been through things that even though I'm saved now, I'm still holding on to this that I'm not telling y'all about. Right. And so I know I need to be doing such and such, but I'm focused on this. So that's another thing. Sometimes our focus is not right. Yeah. Most because what did the Lord say in Isaiah? He said, I'll keep you in perfect peace. Whose mind? Whose mind is stayed yeah. on me. Exactly. And there are times when things cloud our minds. Mm -hmm. Then there are times that some people just gonna be difficult. What'd you say about me a few minutes ago? I was hard headed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got some hard headed Christians. <laughs> yeah. You, you do have some hard headed Christians. Exactly. You got, you know, like mama sometimes, if mama had a future more than one child, I'm just talking to some of the kids got it after a whooping. Right. Some of them, it took a few whoopings before they got it. Some of them never get it. There you go. <laughs> okay, how many times you whooped? There you go. Some of them get kept getting yeah. whooping. But you have Christians, and I hate to use this word, and I'm going to put another word in different levels of maturity. Right. Because Paul told the Corinthian church, he said, I want to feed you with meat, mm -hmm. but you're still babies. Right. So I got to feed you with milk. There's some baby Christians out there. Then again, like the Lord told Moses in Genesis 32, these are stiff-necked people. You still got some stiff-necked people out there too. You got some hard-headed people out there. You got some people that are still struggling with releasing the world and fully committing to the Lord. Case in point, look at Lot and his wife. Lot didn't look back. His wife looked back. And we, we all must be honest. We got to be honest. And that's what some people won't do as Christians is be honest and say what Paul said in Philippians 3.13, I have not arrived yet. It's true. True. There's some areas that we struggle with. Romans 7. Mm -hmm. When I would do good, evil is present with me. The good that I would do, I don't do. The evil that I would not do, that's what I find <coughs> myself doing. You got Christians that just won't be honest about where they are in their Christian walk. And so for those on the outside looking at judging them, back up. Because Romans 14 and 4 says, who am I to judge another man's servant? I'm not your servant. Right. 
I serve the Lord. You didn't wake me up this morning. Now, if I do something that you say I should not do, and the Spirit convicts me, then I need to apologize to you. But if you're just saying, you're supposed to do this, you're supposed to do that, how do you know what I'm supposed to be doing? And why aren't you doing what you're telling me I'm supposed to be doing if what you say I'm supposed to be doing is the right thing? Why should I listen to somebody that knows the truth or knows right but refuses to do it? Why do I want to listen to you? You want to dog me for not doing what you know should be doing, but you won't do it. He might tell you, yeah, I ain't in the church, though. Doesn't that matter. Or he might say, hey, those in the church, don't, y'all doing something there doing worse than what I'm doing out here in the street, so I might as well keep doing what I'm doing. So, I put it to you like this. I was in church one night, and the preacher preached a sermon, and he said, if this roof fall in on us right now, and everybody die, he said, when you stand before God, he ain't going to ask you about nobody but you. It's true. So for the non-believer who's looking at the believer always talking about what the believer's not doing, what are you doing? Right. And just because of some people in the church that's doing wrong or you say doing worse than you, well, I hate to say this, but is that true? Because as you said earlier, the church is a hospital for sick folk. Right. And the church is, well, it, it handles physical sicknesses too. Mm-hmm. But its main purpose is spiritual sickness, yeah. which is sin. And at least they in the church. Yeah. And God knows who's faking and shaking. God knows who That's is true. real. That's true. And and he's caused us calls us to afflict the comfort. And comfort the and comfort the afflicted. So he's telling us that those two types are in there. Right. You know, Jesus set the tone for us as Christians when he said two words at the beginning of his ministry. Follow me. All he said follow me. was follow me. <laughs> Didn't tell him how difficult it was going to be. <laughs> Didn't tell him what they were going to run into. He just said follow me. And he's still telling us that today. And Paul even said it. Paul said, you follow me as I follow Christ. He, he got it. You know? mm-hmm. But understand this. Now, Paul still, even, even in everything that he went through, and, and as he was following Christ, he still admitted that at one time he was the chief of sinners. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I haven't always had it together. I haven't always done the right thing. But as as I stated at the beginning, 
we are still Christians that need to be worked on. We're Christians. We're, we're under construction. God is still conforming us. You know, it, it, it's like I gave the example of the sculptor again. You know, God knows exactly what he wants us to be. He's trying to conform us to the image of his son. You know, for some of us, that's going to take a lot of work. And for others, not going to take as much work as it do for somebody else. You know, none of us know exactly how much it takes because where God is trying to conform us to, the image of Christ. Think about the image of Christ and how far from that we are. And we have a tendency a lot of times to measure ourselves amongst other saints or other people and try to come up with the uh, decision of how good we are. Mm -hmm. You know, because first thing we'll say, well, at least I ain't doing what such and such is doing, you know, and I'm like, okay, well, you might not be doing what he's doing, but what are you doing? Exactly. <laughs> you, know, if you know, if you're going to put it like that, and, and it doesn't even matter what uh, he or she is doing. The thing is, measure, measure yourself alongside of Christ. And when you do that, I guarantee you come up short every time. You just said something that caught my attention. Um, remember when John 13 and 8, when Peter said unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet? Mm -hmm. In that instance where we're talking about wash, wash has two, two connotations. There's what's called a lutron washing, and that's what's called a nipto washing. When we were washed in the blood of the Lamb, when we confess Christ, when our sins were forgiven, that was our lutron washing. Mm -hmm. This particular instance where Peter is in conversation with Jesus, Jesus tells Peter, he said, you just need basically a nip to wash you. Right. And see, that's what people, the, the, un, the, the unbeliever right. don't know about. They don't understand that once we've been washed, we're going to still mess up. Right. We're going to still get dirty sometimes. It's up to us not to get so dirty, if right. I can put it like that. It's up to us not to just play and wallow in the dirt, mm -hmm. wallow in the mud. It's up to us not to return to our vomit. Right. We've already had our Lutron washing. But every now and then we need a nip toe. That's when we say, every time we say, Lord, forgive me, and he does, that's our nip toe washing. That's him cleansing the mess up we did. That's us being covered by his blood. Right. And so what we have to understand is, and what what the unbeliever has to understand is that you're in more danger than the Christian who doesn't have it all together. Mm -hmm. Because in this life, we are going to mess up. We are going to make dumb decisions. All we like sheep have gone astray. We're going to struggle with this thing that's bothering us. We're going to have that devil on the left and the angel on the right. And sometimes we're going to be like, Angel, I'm hanging out with the devil tonight. Yeah. 
That's just what we do. I hate to say That's it. That's every Christian. Right. When you go contrary to the word of God, you just hung out with the little devil on the left. But you were talking about Paul. Paul in Romans 7, when he was talking about how there's this struggle, and that's something I want to encourage folks that are listening tonight, is that if you are struggling, Mm-hmm. You know, if you like, man, I shouldn't, and then I do it, man, I can't go this way. Yeah, I know if I go I see her, I'm gonna get in trouble, so I better stay here. Yeah, but you know, if you go over there, you're gonna have a good time. Yeah, but if I go over there, they have a good time, I'm gonna have to pay for it. So if you got that struggle going on, mm-hmm. that's a good sign. Good sign. That's it's a good a, sign. Yeah. If you can just say, Well, I'm going and it don't bother you, check yourself. Bad sign. But but Paul says, when he goes through uh, Romans 7, 15 through the end of that chapter, he says, oh, wretched man, watch this, that I am. Wait a minute, Paul. He didn't say that I was. He said that I am. Mm -hmm. Who shall deliver me from this body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. See that that's that's the thing that the Christian not the thing, that's the promise. Right. That's the advantage that the child of God has, even in their daily walk where they can't they don't do it right all the time. We still got Jesus. Right. Now at some point in time we need to grow up. We need to stop running to him about the same stuff. But sometimes some stuff is a stronghold. Stronghold. Exactly. Some stuff will grab a hope to you. Mm -hmm. Galatians say, brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering ourselves, lest thou also be a tempted. It's true. But I heard one preacher say, well, what if he keep undertaking (laughs) and what overtook him? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that that's where a stronghold is taken right right and again i say to the unbeliever who always want to look at the christian and try to pass judgment or say i thought this or you supposed to be this and you supposed to be that babe, be careful mm-hmm. back up you don't know what they're dealing with. And that's why we all ought to have mercy and compassion because we don't know why people do what they do. Exactly. So we don't know what people go through. Right. I say this a lot of through. time. A lot of Christians would rather suffer in silence mm-hmm. than to share something with another saint. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Because they've done it before. They've shared what they've been going through and somebody told all their business. Yeah. So now a lot of people suffer in silence instead mm-hmm. of sharing what they're going through. Mm-hmm. The Christian life, it ain't easy. Right. I, for one, will raise my hand and say it ain't easy. I'm with you too, brother. It's not easy. It's it not easy. easy at all. <laughs> it's not easy. No. You get as beat you up. get older, some things become easier for you. Like right. There are some things that don't bother me. Right. Smoking. Okay. Don't bother me. Not at all. Drinking mm-hmm. don't bother me. No. Going to a club don't bother me. Mm-hmm. But there's some stuff, and I'll just be quiet. <laughs> 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 that I have to say no to. Yes, right. sir. 
Yes, sir. That's where the struggle comes in. Right I there. have some stuff that I have to put my spiritual Nikes or Adidas or Reeboks on, even yeah. with my bad foot, and run from. Yes, sir. That's true. There's some temptations that I want to indulge in, but I know there's a cost. Right. Right. So as a Christian, I got to fight. Paul said I beat myself up. He said mm-hmm. I beat my body <laughs> into subjection. Yeah. He said I die daily. So if he got to die daily to his flesh, then every day this flesh is screaming and crying because it, it was so used to doing what it wanted to. Exactly. It wants this Burger right. King lifestyle back. Yes, sir. But now you get it God's way or you get it God's way. Right. It's true. It's true. You know, that's that's the danger for uh, for all of us. And that danger is us having free will. God has given all of us free will. <laughs> but having free will is very dangerous because you have the free will to either say yes to God or no to God. And a lot of times when you say no, <laughs> consequences can be severe. You know, because we we, we never know what's, what's going to be the consequences for our action. You know, uh, we always want to obey God. You know, that's that's the spirit part of us. Yes. That wants to please God, and and God has actually made us to bring pleasure to Him. Uh, Revelation talks about it. He's actually made us to bring pleasure to Him. So when we're we're in disobedience, when we're stubborn, when we're being uh, hard-headed, uh, we we got the same type of uh, behavior that the Israelites had. They were some stiff-headed, hard-headed, just never got it after they went through this and that, and then God brought them out. You know, they do good for a little while, and they go right back and do the same things over and over again or do something even worse. It's like they never got it. And it's like us. We, we, we never get it. And we admit it. That there is a struggle that goes on amongst the Christian every single day. Uh, uh, Galatians, even talking five seventeen, I'm right there now. Yeah, yeah. Even talks about it, and it's about how we live every day. You know, Uh, we talk about scripture that says, uh, uh, "We walk by faith and not by sight." But most of us, to be honest with you, we walk by sight and not by faith, you know, which is, is, is difficult when we do that because now we're not pleasing God. Because he says what? Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So we can't walk no other kind of way. And, and we know that word walk means to live. You know, it's, it's how we live. So. Even in Galatians there, you know, he says, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Well, what's the other alternative to that? Well, if you don't walk in the spirit, 
then you will fulfill the lust of the flesh. I mean, it's just either way. Either you walk in the spirit and don't fulfill the lust of the flesh, don't carry out the desires of the flesh, or you don't do it. So if you don't do it, then you don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. So if, if you see people, uh, Christians or whatever, fulfilling the, the lust of the flesh, and, 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 and Paul was so smart about that, what he actually done is wrote down in that book of Galatians uh, chapter five, he even writes down what the works of the flesh are. So how do you know if a person is walking in the spirit? Well, all you have to do is, is watch those works of the flesh that are going to show up. They're going to manifest themselves to where there's no doubt how this person is living. If they're walking in the spirit, but guess what's going to show up? The fruit of the spirit. That's what's going to show up. The love, joy, the peace, <laughs> all the fruit of the spirit. As far as those nine attributes of it, they're, they're going to show up in a person's life. So if you spend time with a person, watch that person, he's going to show you exactly how he's walking. Granted, he could be a carnal Christian, carnal Christian. And that's one of the things people don't understand either. Paul even talked about a carnal Christian. You know, and like, okay, well, how can he be, be carnal? Well, he's still a Christian. He just have chose not to walk in the spirit. He chose to walk according to the flesh. So when you talk about carnal, you're talking about flesh. You're talking about he's decided, okay, not to obey God. He's decided not to do what's right. He's decided to do his own thing. Is he still a Christian? Yeah. He just decided what he just don't want to do what God said him to do. If if my mom and dad are my mom and dad, which they are, okay? I was born from them. If I told my mom and dad that I did not him, you ain't my mom and dad no more because of this and that, does that make them not my mom and dad? No. They're going to always be my mom and dad. Why? Because I was born from them. Does it make me make them not be my mom and dad if I cuss them out? Now I might not live to see it, but, you know, <laughs> but if I cuss them out or disobey them, does that erase them or eradicate them from being my mom and dad? No, they still my mom and dad, whether I'm obedient or disobedient. That's right. So when we are disobedient. The thing is, is that there are some serious consequences that, that come from that disobedience. Mm -hmm. That part. And, and he tells us, even right there in Galatians 5, he, he says, look, if we walk in the spirit, these are the things that's going to happen in your life. The fruit of the spirit is going to show up. Those nine attributes are going to manifest themselves in your life. But if you decide to walk the other way, not in the spirit, all of these other things that the flesh produces, the works of the flesh, are going to show up in your life. And not only are you going to know that you are not walking according to God's will, but everybody else is going to know it too. Because that's how you, there's no way you can look at that and not tell how a person is walking. There's no way. Russell?
wrap it up. I'll just say that on top of that, man, it's, it, and and we all come to this, man, this Christian walk is not easy. Um, but for me, um, I'm just going to say for me, it's good to have um, brothers and sisters um, to walk with me in that journey. And I think that as a Christian, you need that um, because you need that love, um, brotherly and sisterly love. I have these these two men of God here that, that I walk with on this journey into for the guidance and understanding. And, and we can talk to one another as men because that's what we are, but we are Christians as well. And I'm just a man, but I am a Christian. So this journey is with Christ is it's rewarding. Uh, but you have to get you have to get through some things. You have to understand that every day isn't going to be the best day. I think a lot of kids nowadays say, you know, even adults, they have the adults saying, "I'm living my best life," and that within itself, man, sometimes they may be living their best life. Um, but is that best life with Christ? There's no better life to have than to serve somebody that loves you in spite of all of your faults of all of your wrongs that you can turn to and they never turn your back on you and never really say, okay, get away from me. That That is the love of Christ. And then as a Christian, that's the same love we must apply to everything that we do in life mm -hmm. because the reward in it is greater than what man or woman will see here on this earth. But the reward in heaven is is what we're striving to be. As a Christian man, I, I love God and you know all the things that come with it. I wouldn't change anything um, because and that Burger King lifestyle that I have man, is nothing greater than this lifestyle now. <laughs> I don't I don't get everything my way that I want to, which is a good thing. I don't I don't need it that way. I, that way I wouldn't. I wouldn't cherish, I wouldn't appreciate the things now. Um, and now I'm not talking about material things, but I'm talking about the life that I can smile in spite of, I can love in spite of, and I can walk away from those things that would have caused me to cause harm to somebody else. I can walk away from that now and just turn to God and just pray to him and just smile because I get it now. I got it. The understanding is there who you are. So that's the representation of, you know, you and me, not me. So love, you know, just love one another. And, and it's a wonderful thing. It's just a journey. Dr. Mace. Yeah, I just, just want to uh, just to make sure, man, that, you know, that uh, people understand that this Christian walk is uh, is a journey. Uh, it's a hard road, uh, but you have to look at the goal at the end, and it's going to be worth it. Yes, sir. Uh, I, I can't think of nothing else on this earth that what we do. It brings this temporary uh, satisfaction, you know, uh, when you accomplish the goals. I, I, I've listened to a lot of uh, football players who won the Super Bowl 
for the first time and some of those that have won it two or three times, you know. And they, they still say that uh, it feels good to be able to win the Super Bowl, but they also say, is this all there is? See, even when the Super Bowl, which is one of the, or should I say the number one dream for a professional football player, Winning the Super Bowl is, is that ultimate dream. If you win the Super Bowl, I mean, man, you, you, you've done it. You know? But there's a, a void in all of us that God has planted in us on purpose that needs to be fulfilled. And he has on purpose uh, set that up to where there's nothing that can fill that void but him. Sure. And we'll go through everything, try everything, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and we find out that we're still empty. You know, and for the Christian, we found that. And so our circle is over. Right. We don't have to look for nothing else because that's exactly what it is. Bible says that God has place eternity in our hearts so they're looking for this eternal uh i guess completeness or this this eternal thing that's going to fill them where they no longer have this longing no more and they're going to find out that they're going to have to go through a whole lot before they finally decide to try Christ. And, and and I think that's that's the number one thing where we are today, where a lot of people are today. Uh, we, we, we're trying other things to fulfill the void that's in us and nothing's working. And when we decided to follow Jesus Christ, that made all the difference in the world. Uh, even if now you're struggling in, in whatever area, you know, uh, you still know that it's Christ who has all the answers to everything that we will ever need. You know, whatever problem we come up with, it's, it's Christ who has the answer to that. See, we can't help but to long more after Christ now. Because of the things that he's already done for us in the past. See, the past has taught us our present. And now our present is teaching us our future. We won't go back to the past because we already know what's back there. And we know that's not going to help us at all. So we're in our future or our present right now looking toward the future because our future is very promising. Oh yeah. You know, there's nothing either on this earth where they say, what's the profit of man, <laughs> you know, to gain the whole world, then die and lose his own soul. You know, what God has for us is, you know, it, it gives you this this pursuit, this drive in you, where you are you you look forward to that, you know. And 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 we're we're looking forward to it, man. You know, and, and as Christians on this Christian journey, um, we we know and we realize that we're in a war 
But what we also realize too is that even in this war, we're gonna lose some battles. And we lose some battles each and every day. That's it. But the thing about it is that we're losing battles in a war that's already been won. Fixed fight. Yeah. So you're right. It's fixed. The fight is fixed, man. Or, or the war is fixed. And so we already know who wins at the end. So even when you lose a battle, you really won the war. So you really haven't lost the battle. You just got delayed some type of way or you got distracted some type of way. And so when people start understanding what Christians are going through, they don't understand that we're just Christians growing. You know, don't look at the wrong that we're doing. Look at why we're doing the wrong. Or look at why we decide or, or make this mistake or make this decision that's basically against God's word sometimes. Is it because of that stronghold uh, that you talked about? You know, is it because of the way we were raised and we developed so uh, low self-esteem when our parents or a teacher or somebody we trusted loved us violated us some type of way or told us that we were going to be uh, amount to anything, you know, we were not never going to amount to anything. Maybe we had that low self-esteem from that. And it's psychologically messing with us now to where we can't focus and we can't do what God wants us to do because we're struggling with those things that keep us depressed and keep us in that stronghold that you talk about. So everybody's going through something personal, whether it's emotionally, whether it's psychologically or, or whatever. And we don't understand what they're going through, but we know that through all of that, God can still get you the way he wants you to be. It just might take more time than, than it might have took somebody else. Sure. So uh, when people are looking at us and saying, well, I thought you was a Christian, Christian all the way. Why? Because I've accepted Christ as Lord and Savior. That's the number one thing that makes me the Christian right there. Now, my, my walk may not prove to you every time that I am a Christian, if that's what you're basing it on. Because if you're basing it on the way I walk, then you're going to base it sometimes you a Christian. Okay, I see what you're doing. The other time, you'll say, well, you're not a Christian because I see what you're doing. So, my walk is going to be off and on all the time. Why is it? For various reasons. Do I know why sometimes? Yeah. Can I help it sometimes? No. Is it a struggle sometimes? Oh. Yeah. If you're a real Christian, it's always a struggle. Oh, it's a struggle. Again, if you're not struggling, something's wrong. The Christian walk is not easy. I don't care what nobody say. There are ups, downs, good days, not so good days, stuff that happened. You know, we just did a series on ain't no need to worry some time ago, but stuff happened in this life. The Christian, until you try to walk the Christian walk, until you try to sell out, till you get rid of you and say, for God I live, for God I die, and you literally try to do what this book says, mm -hmm. until you try to do that, stop talking about us. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to make wrong choices. 
Jesus already knew. Yeah. And for you to say, I thought you was a Christian, I want to ask you, are you God? Or better yet, check with him and see who I am. Mm -hmm. But here's the question. You telling me you think or you thought I was a Christian. My question to you is, why aren't you a Christian? Since you know how to do it. And Mason, I think you had said one time, since you know how the Christian walk supposed to be done, why don't you come and show us how to do it? Yes. Since you know how a Christian is supposed to walk, because apparently you know how a Christian is supposed to walk, which you saying you thought I was a Christian or you thought whoever was a Christian. Again, until you try to walk this Christian life, until you did with the devil, until you understand that you gave up your Burger King rights. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <That's what laughs> until you understand that now I'm moved by the dictates of one greater than me. Yes. I, I'm not just a Christian, but I'm a willing slave mm -hmm. who sometimes gets hard-headed. Sometimes it's a little stubborn. Mm -hmm. Sometimes who think I know better than God and have to come back and say, God, I'm sorry. Yeah. You're right all the time. That's right. Children. Yeah. He knows us inside now. Yes. And he still loves us. He still claims us. And as you were saying, there's a reward that's coming. Paydays coming after a while. Yes, sir. I'll be, be two, two paydays. Pay <laughs> yeah. And if you can't stand the heat that's going on in this country right now, you don't want one of the paydays. True. Because that heat will never be turned off. <clears throat> so while we try to live for Jesus daily, we make mistakes. We come up short. But I don't think this word has been mentioned tonight. Thank God for grace. Yes, sir. The grace of God <laughs> gives us. Now, as Paul said in Romans 6 and 1, shall we continue in saying that grace may abound? No, that's not what we do. Okay. We don't abuse grace. We use grace. There we go. That's what it's there for when we need it. Yes, and yeah, there's some grace abusers out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But that's not what we do. The Christian walk, the Christian life, is one that from the time you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, and start to walk that walk, mm -hmm. start to try to follow the dictates of God's word, is a walk that's gets easier the closer you get to God. Right. And that's what it's about, getting closer to God. Well, how do I get closer to God? Here it is again. Get in this right here. Ah, yes. It's the knowledge. Get closer to him. Get in his word. You don't understand his word. Pray that he leads you to a Bible teaching, Bible believing pastor who lives the life that he talks about. And here's another thing. Don't think preacher pastors are going to be perfect. They're human just like you. Right. Got to give people room to grow. It's true. 
Some babies don't grow as fast as other babies. Essentially, mm-hmm. as we're babes in Christ. But as Christians, we do have a duty. We need to try to live in such a way that people can see our light shining. So next week, if y'all okay with it, we'll deal with that sanctification process. Hey, what? Sounds good. Because people don't understand that the salvation is just one part of it. Right. After salvation comes sanctification. Mm-hmm. So on tonight, we'll conclude here. We just want to say thank you to everybody that joined in. Amen. We appreciate you guys for watching us on tonight. If you have any questions or comments, leave us uh, comments here on our Facebook page at For Such a Time as This, on Twitter, we're at For Such a Time as This, Instagram, TikTok, hey, on all of our social media pa- uh, pages on Facebook. John Scotty Mason, Sam Miller, G. Lewis Tillman. You can reach us out, reach out to us there. You have a comment, question, or concern, or you can email us at for such a time as this, 411 at gmail.com. We're going to go ahead and end this broadcast here on tonight. We thank you guys for joining us. Hope we said something to help you along the way. Hopefully, there's been some non-believers on here who have not decided to follow Christ. And, you know, you see Christians doing things that you don't think they should do. We pray for you. We pray that you would come on into the family. Uh, again, payday's coming out the while. <laughs> Romans 6 and 23 says the wages of sin is death. That means there's a payment plan. Mm. It said, but the gift of God. So I don't want payday. I, I take, want my gift. I take the gift. I take yeah. the gift. Yes, sir. All right. I'm we already here. We're going to take the gift. gift. Yeah, we agree. We're going to take the gift. So, again, thank you all for joining us again. We hope and pray we've said thank something you. that has been beneficial in your hearing. Now, Thursday night is not our normal night that we're on. This is our default night on Tuesday night. Tuesdays at 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time is our regular time. We had some issues on Tuesday, so we thought we'd come back tonight and uh, do the podcast on tonight. So, again, we thank you. God bless you. We're going to ask Brother Sam if he would pray us out, and we'll look to see you guys on next on the next time. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this opportunity you allowed us just to come to who's ever on the line, Father God. And yes, Lord. as was said, Lord, we hope that we have said something, Lord, that has touched someone and, yes, and guides them to you, oh Lord. And Father God, we just thank you, Father God, for all the listeners who came upon, Lord. Yes, Lord. Continue to spread your word, Father God. Yes, and thank you, God. Know that, Father God, for such a time as this is not about us, Father God, but it's all about you, Lord. Continue, Father God, just to use us, Lord, and continue, Father God, let us be a vessel for you, Father God, a, a living vessel that those who are in need, Father God, can come upon this podcast, Lord, and know that it is the unadulterated truth for that we are presenting, Father God, and hope, Father God, that we are 
pleasing you, God. Hope that we've done exactly what you wanted us to do on this night, Lord. So continue to bless these men of God, Father God, and strengthen them, Father God, along this journey. Uh, Father God, bless us, Father God, as we depart from here, Lord, and to our destinations, Father God. And for those who are listening, Lord, we just ask you to bless them, oh, Father God, their needs, oh, Lord. And Father God, if it's not will, even their wants, Lord. So just bless them in a mighty way, Father God, that they know it is you, Father God, and, and no one else, Lord. All these things we are truly grateful, Father God, and we are humble to your word, Father God, and your teachings, Lord. And for all these things we ask in your son Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So until next time, next Tuesday night at seven o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Be blessed. May God keep you and may heaven smile upon you and yours. Good night.